from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Now we have Dana Cottrell that'll be coming on to the broadcast here in just a moment. Dana Cottrell here with us on the broadcast and uh, very happy to have Dana here at nine right here around 9 30 a.m eastern time and uh, Dana I gotta say this to you Dana played linebacker at Syracuse he went on to play for the Patriots as well in the NFL you got a you got a big fan base Mr. Cottrell I, I will tell you that without without any shadow of a doubt when I put up that you were going to be on the broadcast the amount of tremendous response that we got about you and and you being on the show and people supporting it people loving it was insane did you know that you had a lot of love out there like that Uh, only love i know is from my daughter right now so i I did not know that but uh look uh i I think it's more of a um a testament to um you know being part of a a good organization over the years and and uh you know participating in, in in college football at a great university so um it's, it's not just me it's all the, it's collective it's it's everybody you know from you know the dan Connollys of the world to the nate hensley's to the mike browns to the donovan McNabb. so it's a it's a unit man and we're a family so um i, I think that uh kind of goes hand in hand you know speaking here with dana cottrell played linebacker at syracuse he's here with us at uh, in, in, inside of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora this morning on Wednesday, November 28th. We're speaking on Syracuse's successes, Eric Dungy, Dino Babers, the bowl season, and so much more. Dana, i, I got to ask you because you and I met for the first time face-to-face when you came up to the Florida State game when there was uh, you know some love and appreciation for your for yourself and Kyle McIntosh, Rob Conrad, and Corey Bowen, and so on and so forth, and you know Donovan McNabb, and you know, it just everything that you guys did as members of the Big East and the championships that were won. Going back to that experience, and not only being back at Syracuse, but seeing the Orange defeat Florida State thirty to seven. What did that moment show to you? Did you have an inkling that this team was going to get somewhere? Did you know? Has it been a consistent surprise? Where do you kind of stand in the grand scheme of things from that moment? where you got to be honored and then watch Syracuse win that game. Did you get a feel that something was coming, or has that just kind of happened over time for you? You could, you could just tell that something special was about to happen. And if you rewind the clock a little bit, like, look, when, when Dino came in, um, there was, there was a, t- a tremendous amount of passion and there was a t- tremendous r- amount of support around him. Um, you know, the everybody wants things to happen now in life, right? And we have to understand there's a process to everything. Um, I think, you know, how we got to this point we're at now is the things that were put in place and the kit and the and the, the team uh, actually committing to these things. Going back to you know, you know, the weight room, being healthy. I mean, you, you walk into that weight room now and you talk with the weight coach and the, he just makes you feel excited about things. And you look at the definition of these guys now they're longer stronger they're not getting injured uh with the exception of dungeon here and there we know why that happens but <laughs> um but I, I think the process is now playing out um you know he's today they the, the first two years were tough and you know you know the three four four wins or whatever it was um but now you know the belief in the system 
the, the work that they put in over the last couple of years, you can see this trending in the right direction. Now, you know, last year when we beat Clemson, that was huge. I think that was that was a, a game that said, hey, to the, that, that put a mindset in the guys that like, hey, we can compete, compete at this level in, in this in this conference. Um, and then you fast forward to this year. I mean, this this three games on the on the on the uh, uh, you know three games this season that. You know, with the exception of Notre Dame, we just didn't show up. But if you look at the other two games that we lost, uh, Clemson, we should we that was that was a winnable game. Pittsburgh, I mean, it, it was you know the week after Clemson, so it was a, a, little, a little bit of a, a fallback. But like that was a winnable game. Um, but you you can see this progressing over time. So I just think belief in the system, guys trusting you know what Dino, Dino asked them to do, and uh, you know you can see it coming, man. You can really see it coming. Speaking here with Dana Cottrell, like you said, you could see it coming. You could see, you know, good things happening for this team. Dino Babers, 4-8 and eight in his first season, 4-8 and eight in his second. Got a win over Virginia Tech, top 25 in his first. Got a win over Clemson in his second, reigning national champion at the time, ranked second in the nation at the time. And then this year, 9-3 and three in the regular seasons. First time Syracuse has won at least nine games since 2001 when they went 10-3 and three under Paul Pascaloni. What can you say about the Dino Babers factor at this point? Dude, the, the energy that he brings to this team is tremendous. Um, uh, he, he's now known for his post-game locker room speeches, right? I mean, I, I watch him over and over and over again. The guy's energy is it's, it's, it's contagious, and you can see it spreading all across the organization, all across the, the university, from the coaches to the players. There's a few things that, that, that people kind of overlook a lot of times. Like, there's a good group of kids on this team. Like, you, you never hear any negative media about these guys. These guys are doing the right things. They're going to class. They're in the weight room. They're doing the right things on the field. Like, that's part of the process. So, and that that's all coming. That's coming from, you know, uh, you know from the – you know, the mindset uh, and, the, and the platform that Dino's put in place. So I think these guys are following suit. And I, I like, yeah, look, it, it's tough on a head coach's first two years in, in, in a new organization, in a new community. Um, I think this guy's kind of overachieved in a big, big, big way. Speaking here with Dana Cottrell, played for Syracuse at linebacker and went on to play with the Patriots as well inside of the NFL. Dana, when you look at the camaraderie, the brotherhood, that you have that you got to come back to for that Florida State game. Did you get a sense of that from the team? Are you seeing that from the current team, that love, that brotherhood, that connection, that togetherness? Are you getting a feel for that as well? I am. And, and it was the way you really see it is, you know, I, I had an opportunity to, you know, walk through the weight room and see those guys working out. I had an opportunity to see, you know, a walk through in practice. And these guys are like brothers. They like each other. And they, they're committed to one goal, and that's what it takes to win. I mean, I don't care on if it's in business. I don't care if it's in on the football field, you know, in any aspect of life. You can see that camaraderie, and you can see that those those guys melding together, and, and the, everyone has a common goal, and that's to win. And, you you, you know, it, it's really exciting to see because I, I think we lost that in, in, you know, the early 2000s. Um, and it, that was that was very very frustrating uh, under a few other you know a few different head coaches, but I think you're seeing that now. And like I said, I, you know it's it's you know as a as a parent, you know we want to set our kids up and, and put the right structure and, and you know uh, and mindset in the in, in 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 place early on. And I think Dino was able to do that, and you can see that in the reaction and how tight these guys are as a group. And when we see you know the the successes of this Syracuse team, I want to go to. 
Eric Dungey and, and the Eric Dungey factor for a second here. Just what you could say about Eric. I mean, he has not finished a season in those first three seasons, and then it looked like he wasn't going to be able to finish this season due to injury as well and has back spasms. He's in the hospital, a late game or late decision in the week to put him out there. Six touchdowns, three rushing, three passing. <clears throat> Just what you can say about not only him playing in the game, but him dominating in the game in a game where he, the last three seasons, has not been able to play and not been able to you know, finish up his season. This time around, he said, nope, I'm not going through it again. It's not going to happen to me again. I'm finishing this season. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to get it done, and damn it if he didn't do it. What can you say about the Dungy factor and the fact that he finally got to finish a regular season? If I had to categorize you know, E. Dunge with one word, I would say resilient. This kid, I mean, he sacrifices his body, man. And quarterbacks around NFL, quarterbacks around the college, around college football, you know, they, 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 they're needed. Uh, he's essential. He's essential to running that offense. He's essential to preparation during the week. Um, look, the, the kid's resilient, man. He's tough. He's hard-nosed. Um, for him to finish the season after some of the, you know, the injuries and some of the hits that he took, um, it's in his DNA, man. And, you know, we're lucky to have him. Um, look, DeVito came in when he had to come in and, and he did a great job. But, uh, this, this guy creates a, a different, uh, different type of factor when he's on, on the football field. Um, you can see the energy in him. He's, he's fired up all the time. Um, it, you know, when, when a play has to get made, like you, you, you're never going to say he's not trying to make that play. Um, so I, I think the, the guy is resilient, um, and I think he's, he's, he's definitely the core of the identity on that team. When you see the way he plays and, and how he goes about his business and putting his body on the line, and as much as he runs the ball, do you make him an NFL quarterback? If you are in the NFL, do you give him a shot? Do you give him an opportunity? I'm not, I'm not a NFL GM, but uh, I, I think – with the intangibles that he has, there's a spot for him somewhere. Uh, you can kind of go back to the, to the Tebow days or whatever. Um, you know, he, he's got character. He's got toughness. Um, you know, obviously there's things he's got to work on. There's things that everyone who goes from the collegiate level to the NFL that they have to work on. But I give him a shot? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think, you know, with a, with a heart and the resiliency and the toughness that he has, like those things that, those are things that you, you, you know, you, you can't coach. Um, uh, those are things that are in your, in your DNA a bit. So um, I would absolutely give him a shot. And as we look forward here, we're, we're still waiting on the where the bowl is going to be played. I have heard from sources close to the situation that I trust that the Camping World Bowl would make sense. I already had them at nine wins going down to Florida. They deserve a warm weather bowl, in my opinion. So the Camping World Bowl is at Camping World Stadium, the old Citrus Bowl in Orlando, Florida. And I have them Syracuse, West Virginia. Some have Syracuse, Iowa State. Some don't have them in this one. What do you think about that? It's a December 28th bowl, so it's close to a New Year's bowl. It's, you know, after Christmas. It's a 5 p.m. game. It's going to be on television. It's in Orlando, Florida. What, what would you think about that opportunity for Syracuse to be down in Orlando? And do they deserve to be in warm weather and get off this conversation that they have to go back to Yankee Stadium and play in the pinstripe bowl again? I think they absolutely deserve it. Like you think about, you know, the the outcome of what's going to happen with Clemson and where they go. Um, look, we're, I, I think we've we've proved to the nation that we deserve to be in that game. Uh, and quite frankly, I would love to see us versus West Virginia. And what would you like? To, I mean, it's a high-scoring, high-powered offense. So obviously, you know that 
that creates something. Will Greer is on that side. A lot of people loving Will Greer nationally and as a potential NFL quarterback moving forward. What can you say about why you would really like to see West Virginia? You go back to the old Big East days, man. Um, <laughs> going, going into Morgantown, like I, I remember, you know, it was, I believe it was my senior year uh, going down there. It was actually my junior year going down there. Um, and we, we, we put a pretty good whooping on them. <laughs> but uh, uh, that's just an old school rivalry um, going back to the Big East days. And two of these teams that are, you know, obviously us and Syracuse that we're, 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 we're climbing the ranks here, um, it would just be. I think a, a really good outcome. I think the fan base would, would love to see it um, just for, uh, you know, a, a number of factors. One of them being that, that old school big East matchup, um, you know, and I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to get a plane ticket if that happens. The fans, uh, that's, that's been something that comes into question. You know, obviously when it comes to these games, you want them to be fair games and, you know, you want the you know, players to go where they're supposed to go and teams to go where they're supposed to go and represent what they're supposed to represent. But unfortunately, with all these bowl games, they look at ticket sales and, you know, who can we sell the most of and who could sell merchandise to do this and do that. So maybe this team deserves to be there, but maybe this isn't the right area to have them. What can you say to the Syracuse fan base and what they need to hear about this, that if they are in Orlando, Florida, just what your words are? Because I think, you know, I've been around the world. My mom works in the, in the world of, of, of flight travel, and so I know very, very, very well that upstate New Yorkers, especially around this time of year, love going down to Disney, love getting away, love getting in the warm weather, don't care if it's 60, don't care what's going on because it isn't the snow, so I think it's an easy sellable thing from my world. What do, what can, what do you want to say to the fans and the notion that the fans don't show up? I mean, what, what can you say to that factor? We know that there's Syracuse fans all over the world, but when it comes to football, it's taken a little bit of time. So what do you want to tell the fans about if they get this game down in Orlando? I mean, you, you, you were there at the – you know, we were up there at the Florida State game, and you saw a different type of resurgence of the fan base in that game. Uh, you, you know what happens when, when the fans get behind our team. Like, we rally. Um, first and foremost, it's going to be probably negative 12 in Syracuse on the 28th of December. Open your gifts and get down to Florida, man. Open your gifts, get down to Florida, support the team. Like this, this game is critical. Like every game's critical, and this is the next game. But this game's critical, critical to us. We haven't been to a, a bowl game. We haven't been ranked. Like we, we need that fan base to rally behind us. We need that fan base to get down there and and and, and be a big support factor in that stadium, whatever stadium it is. If if it's Florida, wherever it's going to be. Um, we, we need that fan base behind us. Um, and and I, I think they're coming around, man. You can, you're starting to see it. Um, look, I know from just, you know, talking to old players that I've played with, um, there's a different type of excitement now. Like, as soon as we got ranked, I can't tell you how many text messages I got, how many, you know, messages I got on social media about, wow, we're, we're back, we're back. Well, let's prove it, man. Like, we got to be involved. The fans got to be involved. It's not just a team. It's not just Dino. Like, we, he, they need our support. So, um, look, it's going to be cold in Syracuse on the 28th. And if we go to this Orlando Bowl, I, I'm going to be there. So, I expect uh, I expect to see a good turnout from our fan base. Absolutely. Speaking here with Dana Cottrell, Syracuse linebacker in their history as well as linebacker inside of the NFL 
Linebacker-wise, Dana, what can you say? I mean, Ryan Guthrie has, has gotten some accolades, some honors from the All-ACC teams and, and, you know, some respect there being put on the second team for defense. What have you seen from this linebacker group from the Kylan Whitners and the Ryan Guthries of the world and whatnot? What, what have they shown you? Because that was kind of sticking out like a sore thumb to some people, but now there's some respect out there and, and some respect throughout the conference for it. So as a former linebacker, what do you think about these guys? I think they're great. Um, you know, up front, you know, we, you can you, you can you can start from the you know, the front four. You can start the, those two defensive ends. I mean, they, they're creating havoc up there, man. They get into the they get into the uh, to the to the to the quarterback. Um, you know, which and they're, they're setting the edge. I think in uh, at the linebacker um, position, these guys are really athletic. And college football and football itself has changed over the years. Like you know when. You know, I was there, and when Nate was there, and when Dan Conley was there, and Glenn Young, inside the tackles, that's what we were worried about. Now, it's it's a passing game. Guys are going down the field, and these guys are super athletic. Um, they're, they're really good about getting their checks. They're really good about kind of being in their coverages. Um, and and they're the leaders of that defense. Um, and there's some young guys out there, too, and, you know, in the, in the secondary. And um, I, I think those guys look up to the, this, this unit and – uh, these, these guys have performed all year long, man. When you see this team grow and blossom, and the, the only game that they got blown out of was the Notre Dame game, Clemson has not lost in Death Valley since the end of 2016. They had them on the ropes at the end of the game. They went to overtime against Pittsburgh. Both of the teams that they played so close that they lost to in the ACC are going on to play in the ACC championship game. What does that say about the Orange? It says we were close. That's what it says. I mean, Clemson, uh, you know, I, I was jumping off my couch watching that game, and we all know what it came down to. And you're like, look, you, you can't ever say it's one play um, in the course of a game that that, that kind of yields the outcome because you got to play four quarters. Um, those games are winnable. And that's, what's ma- that's what makes it really exciting about what's going to happen next year or, or the opportunity that we have next year, um, you know, when, when we, when we uh, put the pads on. Like, look, I don't want to look past this next game, um, but I think there's going to be some real excitement around, um, you know, Syracuse football going into 2019. And the respect level from other teams in the conference has to have skyrocketed. Um, so that, that's a big thing, man. So, you know, you look at those two games. I have, those, I have a sheet sitting in front of me, and I have those two games circled right there. Um, look, Notre Dame was what it was, man. Um, but Clemson, Pittsburgh, those two games, those are winnable games. And, it, you know, it, it came it came down to a few detailed things, and that's what football is about. you got to get the details right, and you got to be, you know, you got to be doing your job every single play. And, you know, Sometimes it goes the other way. So, look, I look at those two games, and I look at, at, at the teams in this conference, which it's, you know, a very, very strong conference. Um, look, I, I think we can beat anybody in this in this conference. So, you know, obviously we, we let let those two slip, and, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scratch out Notre Dame. But um, that those two games, to me, were, were, were key games, especially Clemson. You know, even though we beat them last year, but for us to be down there in Clemson and be, have that thing that close – and, and really have an opportunity to win it, tells you something about this team and their resiliency. That coming from Dana Cottrell, former Syracuse linebacker. And, and Dana, too, you know, the hashtag pay Dino has come up a bunch of times here. What are your thoughts on Dino Babers and, and, and you know, if he 
if he has done enough, if Syracuse has to find a way. How do you view this whole thing? Some people think it's a no-brainer. Other people may be on the fence and – you know, the school says it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the money or it's hard to get the money or whatever it may be, you know, things that come up in the background from time to time. What can you say about this situation and this hashtag pay Dino that's out there? Make it happen. Dino, I think, has recreated the identity of Syracuse football in three years. And let's, let's, let's rewind the clock a little bit, you know, post-Pascalonia years. No one else has done that. No one else has done that. Everybody came in and could try to put that thing in place and bounced. This guy has kind of he's, – he's put his heart on the line. He's put his reputation on the line. And you, you're seeing results now. You can't let this go. You can't let it go. Now, look, everything's got to be fair. I get it. But I, I think you got to make it happen. you got to figure out a way to make it happen. You know, I, I know that – I know it's definitely uh, – you know, it's, it's definitely on the on the AD's mind. It has to be. Um, and, and, you know, he's a great guy, and he understands the passion around, you know – uh, Syracuse football in Central New York, and uh, you know I, I'm sure he's having some 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 you know deep thoughts and hard conversations. But for me, I, I want to see it happen. What you know outside of obviously winning games, what else do you like about Dino Babers and the way he goes about his business? He's quiet about it, man. He's not flashy. He's he's passionate. Um, I, I, I think his uh, I think his. Uh, He's got a quiet swagger about him, right? Um, you know, it's, it's not out in the public, but, you know, when you see these post-game speeches, you, you can see what he's all about. You can see what, what he's all about. I met his family. I met his wife and daughter. Um, very, very nice people. The guy's grounded. But, you know, but there's, there's a quiet swag about him. And I think that really, really translates into what's, what's going on in the football field. Um, so, you know, I, I, hats off to Dino. <laughs> Dana, in conclusion here, this team this year has shown you what? What are the best words to describe this team and this senior class that almost hopped out of this place without going to a single bowl game? Commitment. These guys committed to a system. They committed to, like I said, look, it, this just doesn't happen – you know, it's just not the, the, the 12 games that they play or the 13 games that they play during the year. This starts early, man. Like, they're going to have a couple months off after after this next game, and then they're going to be right back in it. That's when it starts. That's when the, the work really, really starts to happen. These guys committed. So, for me, the word is is, is that that's kind of kind of labeled for me for this team this year was commitment. They committed to the weight room. They committed to the training staff. They committed to the scheme. They committed to Dino's, you know, uh, uh, framework around how he wants to be fast and run a lot of play. They, dude, they tired people out. A lot of these games that they won, they people, they just couldn't hang with them. They ran too many plays, and that's part of the process. So they committed to, you know, the the the, the, the blueprint that Dino put in place, and it, it's starting to yield, yield yield benefits, man. And Syracuse ranked twentieth in the college football playoff rankings. 18th in the AP and 18th in the coaches poll. Seeing them in the top 25 for the first time in the AP and coaches poll together in 17 years, seeing them win at least nine games for the first time in 17 years, and seeing them in the college football playoff rankings says what to you about where things are at right now, Dana? We're on our way back, man. This is this – is, <laughs> the name of the game is to put someone in place when someone leaves. This is about recruiting right now. 
this is this is key to, to getting guys. It's, it's hard to get guys to go to Central New York in the cold. You know that. You know, these wins and us being ranked and going to a good bowl game and the passion that they're seeing around around the team and around Dino, this is going to help recruiting. And it, it, all it takes is three or four guys a year that can, you know, kind of change your, your you know, uh, uh, your talent scheme or your talent spectrum across your team. Um, you know, and, and I always think back to, you know, when McNabb left. We never really, really replaced him, right? Yeah. It's about recruiting. And I think, you know, for what we've done and what we've shown from product on the field the last, you know, even the last the last two years, I would say, um, you know, even though the record last year didn't reflect it, but you saw progress. I think this is going to help help us recruit tremendously. And, and that's about, you know, the future of, of that football team and the future of Syracuse University football. That coming from Dana Cottrell, part of the past of Syracuse football and part of the present and part of the future because the brotherhood never dies. Dana, as always, I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you being a part of the show. I hope you had a great holiday, and I can't wait to have you back on the broadcast. Same to you, man. I appreciate you having me, man. It's a pleasure. And and, and I know they're having a really bad, tumultuous time, but I'm happy that the Jaguars did what I told you they were going to do. I I was going to call you last week, man. I I mean – Jalen Ramsey's a great player, but he can't be walking up and down the sidelines pointing people out like He's got to shut his mouth. (laughs) I mean, you you can say it on like he has to stop speaking right now. I mean, he's got to stop and just play because he's very, very, very talented, man. Very talented, and uh, we, you know, we know we we know what your mouth can do sometimes. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, I was at that Buffalo game, and they were chanting "Ramsey sucks," and he was he was putting his hands up like "Give me more, give me more." And the yeah. thing about Jalen Ramsey is he is so Jalen Ramsey and not the team. And I saw this last year. I, I I mean, I'm in that locker room. I have been in that locker room for the better part of the last ten years. I am in the locker room with Jalen Ramsey, seeing Jalen Ramsey speak to the media and talk and this and that. And so I get where we're at right now with Jacksonville because I saw the writing on the wall and I just wonder how long Tom Coughlin, former Syracuse player, is going to put up with well, you're really good, but you're also a pain in the ass. I, I mean I don't know I don't know where that bow's gonna break, but I feel like it could break sooner than later if Jalen doesn't stop. If 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 uh, no, I totally agree. You can't have poison on your team. You can't have poison poison in your organization at all, right? He's a great player. He you know look Bar none, like he can go up against any receiver in the NFL. But at some point, like you said, man, like you can't have that infecting other guys, especially younger guys, right? Um, so look, I, you know, I, I don't know, I know, I know, I know, Mr. Coughlin is a, a hard-nosed guy, so I know he can only take so much to to a point. So we'll see what happens, man. But yeah. I, I, I still do think that like that defense. I mean, you talk about some talented players on that team, man. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, they should be, and they should be winning more games because of it. So we'll yeah. see what happens as we go from here. But as always, Dana, I uh, like I said, I look forward to talking with you soon. I appreciate you being here today. Dan, thanks, man.